You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, producer, and I'm the youngest sister. And I'm happy to be here with my my older sisters, Liz and Julie. <laughs> Liz? <laughs> okay, I'm happy to be here with you too, Leon. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I am a marketer and a podcaster, and it's always fun to do this. We enjoy it, don't we, Julie? We certainly do. This is Julie Dolan. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm a podcaster, plain and simple. That's it. Um, And just so happy to be with you. Well, today we have a full show, as always. There are things we left off the outline, which is hard to believe, but it's true. It's true. Uh, But we're particularly excited because Liz has pitched a story that is not very Liz. So Julie and I want definitely wanted to hear about seven Italian concepts that will change your life. Liz, I don't even know you read lifestyle stories like this. <laughs> I know. You know what? When you said that to me yesterday in our production meeting, that really got in my head. And I've just been tossing and turning, thinking like, should I not do this? Why is that? But I have an explanation for why I read this particular piece. It's just part of a a, a larger cultural issue. All right. Fantastic. Oh, we can't wait. Julie, you're bringing, can't us, wait, you're bringing us Tuesday trends today. Oh, I got some good ones. Mini snacks, bardo uh, bangs, and men sheds. I'll explain. <laughs> oh, that's going to keep us busy. Yes. We also are saying goodbye to some retailers we had a love-hate relationship with, Bed yeah. Bath & Beyond and Tupperware. So we're going to uh, talk a little bit about that. But first, Liz, you have a new hero, I understand. Yes, I'm just putting this out there. For those of you that missed this weekend's London Marathon, my new hero is Safan Hassan. She had an amazing London Marathon finish, but I have to tell you the saga. So Safan Hassan is a Dutch woman originally from Ethiopia, came to Holland as a refugee when she was a teenager. You may know the name because she won gold medals at the Tokyo Olympics in the 5,000 and the 10,000. So very good. Very good. Yeah. So she's no duffer. However, she's never run a marathon before, sisters. She's never, it's like, she just decided, huh, I I guess I'll, I guess I'll try this. But right before, like the day before when they had the pre-marathon press conference, she actually said to the media, she said, I was telling myself that I'm stupid that I decided to run the marathon. Why am I doing this? I don't even know why I'm doing this. So she's expressing all of these fears out loud. And she said the morning of the marathon, she said to her coach, why did I decide to run a marathon? What is wrong with me? Okay, so that's her mindset going into this marathon. So she sets off with the elite women. She stopped to stretch an injured hip about an hour in. Right. So that usually doesn't happen with the people that go on to win. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Even as I was okay, watching, that pack has gone on like they're still running top speed. Right. Exactly. Julie, that lead pack got away from her really fast. And even the commentator said, oh, that's it for Safan Hassan. I bet she's just staying in the race because she's getting close to her hotel and she'll just bail at that point, which guess what? She did not do. So smarty pants. Uh, anyway, so she um, so she slowly, slowly, slowly catching up with the lead pack. And she's just like a 
beast. She's like a beast. But because she's never run a marathon before, one thing she doesn't know how to do is like, you know how they scoop up their drinks really quickly? Yes. That's, that's like an actual skill, grabbing your hydration. So at one point, pretty near the end, she like darts across the street. She realizes her drink is on the other side of the street. She darts across the street. She almost gets run over by a race motorcycle. Okay. So that's it. So then that the motorcycle almost takes her out, but doesn't. And then boom, she's catching up. She's catching up. She's catching up. So, and finally in the last couple of hundred meters, she catches the lead pack. And in the final hundred meters, she just surges past them final hundred meters she's laughing to herself realizing oh my god what is happening here she wins <laughs> wins the race wins the race but then here is my favorite part she's being interviewed after the race and this british guy says to her well how do you feel about winning and she said forget about winning i can't believe i even finished a marathon <laughs> and so here's what i love about safan hassan she even surprised herself, right? So I think I think there's a lesson for all of us there. Like she went out and she did it and huh, she just really surprised her. As long as she was gonna run it, she was gonna win it, and she did it anyway. She I just thought the whole thing was so exciting and charming. Safana San, my new hero. All right. I wonder Thank if she'll you, ever right? run again. I this is the speculation now, Leon, because, you know, going into the Paris Olympics, she could run so many different events. Is she also going to try to run a marathon? Could she do wow. that? And also run the 5,000 and the 10,000? Of course, nobody in history has ever done that, but she is Safan Hassan. So, I don't, <laughs> okay, I, don't I just want remember. Liz to do the commentary for the Paris uh, Olympics, because that was so exciting to hear that. Liz. It was very exciting. Well, Julie, last year, she ran the 1500 at the World Championships, and we were there, and she fell down at the beginning of the race. She got knocked over. She picked herself up. She caught the pack, and she won the race. After falling, after falling down the middle of the race. So just got to say, <laughs> keep your eyes on Safan Hassan. All right, Liz. Well, I, it's hard for me to top that. But uh, speaking of a marathon of friendship, how was that transition? Did <laughs> oh, I, did, did oh, I yeah. nail it? Did wow, I nail it? Leanne, I loved it. <laughs> well, this week, I happened to have two events with the same group of friends that I basically made when my son Colin was in kindergarten, right? You know how you have those mom friends, Jewel, that you go through those elementary school years with, and then you kind of lose track in, in high school and then college. But, you know, two events brought us together this week. One was the funeral of one of our friend's moms. And so um, my friend Jenny organized sort of the post-funeral reception, which was very nice. And I was happy happy to contribute some tea sandwiches to that. And then another was a goodbye luncheon. Uh, and when once again, there was food and drink and, and friendship, but it was just so nice to see these women that I hadn't seen in a while. And like you bond over the kids, but the kids are now 25 years old. So they're all grown. So you can just have normal adult conversations and you don't have to talk about admissions to anywhere, or, <laughs> you know, how their club the soccer test. team is doing. Yes. Right. right. <laughs> you know, but other than that, it was just super nice to see these old friends. Those those bonds you make with those moms, you know, they can be very, very strong. And this was a particularly like lovely and fun group. There wasn't any, there's just, it was just a very positive group of women. So I was so happy to be reconnected and to be helpful to, you know, to them and to be able to bring some tea sandwiches and show up and, and reconnect. It was just really, really nice. It's a good 
reminder that it's not too late. You always have something in common with those moms, you know. That's nice. Do you think your group will get together again? Are you planning some next thing or it is it's they pointed to me and said would you like to host in the fall and I of course I said sure so yeah so (laughs) we're going to do something in the fall that's not related to a funeral or anyone going away just sort of a get a get together to reconnect because it was so much fun it was like a reminder oh we all really liked each other and you spend so much time in the trenches in elementary school doing you know colonial days and the sports and the book fair and you know all, all the things that you do all the volunteer things that you do uh, in those early years. So yeah, we are going to, we are going to reconnect and stay connected. And the, tea sa- the tea sandwiches were a giant hit. So well, I just, and I know you get to work on those. <laughs> Mom it's was always big on tea sandwiches. Bringing back tea sandwiches. I love tea sandwiches. <laughs> I know. Well, people were just very pleased to see them and I hadn't made them in a long time. So it took me a while, but I read everything on the internet. I got everything down. I had four different kinds of tea sandwiches. Oh, it was a good spread. Good spread. Okay. okay. Mom was always very particular about cutting the bread. Um, I know. Well, yeah, and we don't okay. have the good bread out West. We don't oh, have I the know. Pepperidge Farm thin bread. So no. okay. it's, that's just note, note. It, they okay. could have been sharper if I had the Pepperidge Farm thin bread. <laughs> okay. I just want people to know that. Okay. Well, <laughs> by, the, by the fall, you can secure some. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I believe on Liz, I was having a friendly chat with neighbors this week, um, but I have to say it morphed into some pretty wild speculation about who bought a house on our street. We had a house, it was sold, uh, and no one has moved in yet, but there are several vans of electricians showing up every day in front of this house. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that's creating a lot of speculation among the neighbors who are out walking dogs or walking or whatever. And so we have all come to what is the only logical conclusion that our new unknown neighbor must be installing some sophisticated security system due to his or her nefarious activities. Uh-huh. That yes. is the only one. You see what neighborhood this- surveillance. That's good. Yes. <laughs> this is this is it. See what this is? This is gossip. Okay. This is pure, mm-hmm. unadulterated gossip. And it really, you know, and it really made me think about uh, like first of all how much i enjoyed this activity of speculating about this unknown you know uh, owner of this house and that was really not right um and I, <laughs> at all i mean i don't really like to I, I i really i really try not to gossip i try not to engage in any gossip but here i was like standing in the middle of the street you know going you know talking about the number of electricians that were going in and out of this house so i started to do some research on gossip. And gossip is defined as simply talking about someone else when they are not present. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. the simple definition. Um, But it's interesting that a lot of the research on gossip is that, hey, wait a minute, gossip is not all that bad. In fact, do you realize that the typical person spends about 52 minutes a day gossiping? I mean, doesn't, that seems high, but if you, if I don't you even spend think 52 about, minutes a day talking. How could I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe you and Hooper are going over some people, Liz. I mean, it's, maybe if I was in like a regular workplace and you're talking right, to people yeah. all day. Okay. I get that. Okay. So, but it's important to remember 
that if you define gossip as just simply talking about someone who is not present, it I mean, the gossip is not necessarily negative or malicious. It could be very positive. Mm-hmm. You could oh, be okay. praising, you could be praising Leon Dolan's tea sandwiches. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> fabulous, you know? Or you're just sharing information about friends. And they're and what researchers say is there's this fundamental instinct because we live and we work in groups to share group information. Um, it is a form of communication. It's a social connection, the sharing of sort mm-hmm. of attitudes, beliefs. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, researchers say that it's rich and it's multifaceted and uh type of communication. I'm still not totally buying that because I think some of it is negative and malicious and you should avoid that at all costs. But Liz, in the Harvard Business Review, they've done a lot of research about gossip in the workplace mm-hmm. and they and that uh, some of the researchers there came to the conclusion that gossip can actually benefit individuals and organizations that you know particularly in an organization that may be going through a big change for mm-hmm. perhaps perhaps they're selling the company or their big star employee is fired or something <laughs> something <laughs> dramatic like that yes because the flow of information is choked off at the top, right? Mm -hmm. The people in the know aren't saying anything. It helps to reduce the anxiety among the other individuals as they cope with the uncertainty, and it provides some kind of social and emotional support. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I get that. I get that in a workplace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Julie, when I was hosting the Workplace Advice Podcast, Safe for Work, we did a whole episode on this, on uh, office gossip, and particularly on that research from the Harvard Business Review, because they did find that it's sort of a bonding mechanism, and it's also largely helpful because you learn things about people. As you say, it doesn't, if you don't define gossip as like, malicious talk behind someone's back, but it's like, hey, I, you know, I'm working on this project with blah, blah, blah. What's the deal? Or what do I need to know about that person? Or what do you think is going to happen next month in this part of the country? All of that is kind of helpful. And then I think about like what's going on in so many workplaces now where they're having major layoffs. And I think on the one hand, the sort of speculation slash gossip can really like can really get a whole team circling the drain, right? Yes. So in that case, it's really bad. People's productivity just stops because all they're doing is t- talking about whether or not they're going to lose their job. But sometimes it can also just be helpful for people to like vent their anxiety a little bit and uh-huh. start to think about like, well, what would they do if it happened to them? So it's not an entirely bad thing, even in that situation. So yeah, I'm with you there. Talking yeah. through what's on your mind about... I mean, workplaces are all about people and people getting along or not getting along. So, yes, that's gossip. A a little bit goes a long way is what I would say on that. I Yeah, I'm with I'm very cautious about that. I'm not comfortable with that. Um, You know, I always want to be on the positive side, praise people, you know, just uh, and if it's not my information, I don't want to share it. You know, I think you have to have those boundaries, too. Right. Yeah. Because but somebody I just, else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can see how, like, in a group, you know, in an organization, in a neighborhood, like sharing information is really important. So, yeah. Uh, so. It is like an, 
informal information sharing, if you didn't call it gossip, if you just called it informal information sharing, you would think that is a good thing. However, cooking up the the whole explanation that your new neighbor is some kind of spy or you know <laughs> leader of the Wagner group or yes. whatever you know that that may not be healthy julie no i think that is clearly in the unhealthy category got to walk a fine line but okay then on a related note this is the perfect setup because i haven't done this in a while But today I would like to provide uh, an installment of the occasional series I call HOA HE Double Hockey Sticks. (laughs) So this is my, let's say, informal information sharing about how my homeowners association either works or doesn't work. And in this case, I'm going to describe to you a situation and ask you guys what what would your reaction be? What would you do or say? Because, you know, in this case, I was like, is this me or is this legit? Right. So part of the ongoing saga in my building, well, you know, um, the head of the HOA, uh, who I just refer to as Captain Quig. So, so, so Captain Quig likes to tightly control everything that happens in the building. Uh, I have issues. Uh, Anyway, another ongoing saga is that just because of the nature of the way the building was designed and the plumbing and the garage and everything, there's a certain pipe that when the plumbing gets plugged up, it, it just blows every once in a while and results in a toxic spill in my parking space. Have I mentioned this before? I think I no, Liz. No. Anyway, so everyone, not frequently, maybe once a year. But a toxic spill in your parking space even once a year seems like a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I uh, then I move my car out onto the street. A plumber has to come in, and then it gets cleaned up. So, okay, so that happened last week. So I'm I'm parking out on the street, and I see that the plumber has come and gone, but the cleanup has not happened. And, you know, it's a toxic spill. So I text Captain Quig, and I'm like, so... <laughs> Just curious, I'm not still parked out on the street. What is the schedule for cleanup? And what I expect to get is, you know, the the people in the hazmat suits, whatever, are coming tomorrow or today or whatever. What I get instead is I just bought the supplies at Target. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. See? What the H-E double hockey stick, right? <laughs> seriously, seriously, Se- seriously, right? So, okay, so then, all right, so I'm just going to leave it there. Like, I, I want to ask you guys, like, if you got that as a text, how would you react and what would you do? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't, is Doc, is uh, Captain Quig uh, qualified to <laughs> clean toxic, toxic messes, Liz? No, no I don't know. No, no. no. I, no. I, I, you know, for for um, Captain's uh, safety and health, I would suggest that you use qualified people for that. I would that would mm-hmm. be my reaction mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Leon, uh, I might just say, "Great, text me when you're done." <laughs> well, she. We know all about Captain Quig. Yes, yes. Right? If she wanted to call the professionals, she wouldn't have gone to Target. So yes. I, I don't know what you do with that. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't know what you do with it. So, okay. okay. So what I what I did was sort of a 
mix of the two of you. I did nothing. I didn't respond in any way. <laughs> way to go. I, I love it. That's, that's I, a good response, Liz. I thought what you thought, Julie, because of course that is what you should do. Like, this is why we pay HOA dues and why why there's money in the bank to like r- repair things, fix things, clean things around the building. I don't know where this, what do they call it? Like a scarcity sense or whatever. Where does that come from? I don't know. No, you don't have to clean the toxic spill yourself. On the other hand, the moment I engage in that conversation, you right. know what's going to happen? I'm going to be helping, right? right? That's what that's what the result is. Uh-huh. Be. Exactly. Uh-huh. That yep. somehow it's going to be like no can't call or they can't come for 10 days or something. I'll just do it myself. The I'll just do it myself martyrdom thing yeah. is like my least favorite attribute. I'm with you. And so, and what are you going to do? You can't talk about that's. They want you to talk them out of it. That's what that's about. So, yes. Yes. Well, what if she does a poor job at cleaning the spill? Then where are you, Liz? I know, Julie, this is the insanity of it. (laughs) This is the, what the H-E double hockey sticks. There's just no reason to behave in this fashion, right? (laughs) how would I even know if it's safe how would I even know okay so then so I did nothing that was my really brave reaction to this I just thought okay I'm just going to stay away from this whole situation because it makes me so mad so the next day um the at a certain point I realized well now now I'm a prisoner in my home because I can't even leave the building like I exit through the garage so if she's down there on her hands and knees scrubbing up the like I can't she's gonna see me and again oh, no. again. So, yeah. so now I'm a prisoner in my own home. That just is not always <laughs> <laughs> just does not seem right. So I did the only thing I could do is continue to just entirely ignore the situation. And then by the by the end of the day, I just texted her sort of in my Leon voice, I guess. Yeah. Like, okay, everything done down there is <laughs> Yeah. Keep it short. That's, people are going to do what they want to do. I don't, I can't, the older I get, the more I believe that they're just yeah. going to fine. Okay. Then do that. If you want to do that, just do that. I don't I feel like I've learned I just, that. But it's an HOA. That's like, do you want, do you want other members of the HOA taking on like roof repairs? Of course not, Julie. Of course she's not. But she's going to start trimming the hedges, Liz. I, know. I mean, I know. I mean, how about some uh, duct work or uh, maybe uh, upgrades <laughs> over your pipes there? This is I mean, exactly the situation, Julie. I, I think you have a larger policy issue that <laughs> needs to be discussed in full at your na- a next official HLS yes. meeting. Yes. Oh, well, you remember the last official meeting I told you about got disbanded halfway through because people were screaming at each other. And the guy who was there to brief us on the termiting process just packed his stuff and left when he saw how dysfunctional this group was. So, yeah, I think you're right, Julie. But all I can say is... what the H-E double hockey sticks. That's yeah, it. That's it. your that's HOA all. freaks me out. It stresses me out. You all need the call map. You need, a, you need the call map. Okay. Okay. Good recommendation. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting... 
rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. From their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. 
So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right. We, we've lost another couple of classic retailers this week. I'm Leanne Dolan here with Liz and Julie. So uh, not surprising news, sort of surprising news that Bed Bath & Beyond filed for bankruptcy this week. I know my husband and I were in there like three or four weeks ago in the one in Pasadena, and there was virtually no product. And we're like, oh, really? well, this doesn't look Uh-oh. great because mm-hmm. the hallmark of this store is like more product than you could ever possibly use in one lifetime. Just Piled to the ceilings. So uh, this week, Bed Bath & Beyond announced that they were filing for bankruptcy protection. And the last day to use those 20% coupons apparently is this week. So are any of you coupon hoarders? Because I've seen (laughs) quite a few funny social media posts about people with hundreds of coupons. Like, what am I going to do now? I wish I had some, Leanne. No, I don't have any. (laughs) Is it possible that it's the coupons that sunk them? Too many coupons. People, You know... I did actually some, I I did some research into this and I read the Wall Street Journal, like six or seven articles in the Wall Street Journal about this, um, because I always found that to be a very disorienting retail experience. I cannot say that I loved Bed Bath & Beyond. I won't miss it. There was just way too much stuff in there. I just... I, even once you got to the checkout, there was like more stuffed cram uh-huh. next to the checkout. I, love I, I just it. found it all too much. That's not my kind of retailing experience. But Liz, they said, you know, there was, they got a little boost when the pandemic started, you know, all of a sudden people are home, they're doing the cooking. Oh my gosh, we got to have this stuff. Mm-hmm. But of course they're killed by online retailing, Amazon in particular. Um, but they said, uh, Wall Street Journal said that the really the final nail in their coffin was then they thought it would be a great idea to replace some of those brands brand name items like a KitchenAid mixer with their own branded products that oh, they had seen oh. this work at Target. Like Target has successfully made that transition. So a lot of the stuff you buy at Target now is essentially Target branded. But for Bed Bath & Beyond, people did not want the Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, kitchen mixer. They yeah. wanted the KitchenAid kitchen yeah. mixer. Yeah. So that was it. Final nail in the coffin. But, you know, what, Julie, were you a fan? I enjoyed it. I remember taking my granddaughter, Alice, when she was little to that store and she wanted to know, she said, Nana, what is the beyond? That's what she, (laughs) you know, she got the bed and the bath, but she said, what is beyond? I said, I don't know, but I loved all this stuff. I love to get a giant cart. I love to fill it up with all that stuff and then get to the cash register and realize I couldn't buy all that stuff and have to put it back. But I loved it. I mean, it was stuff, you know, uh, I think particularly in the, in the time, in time of my life when I was, you know, you needed stuff. I don't, right. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> that's true. You yes. don't need any stuff anymore. No. No, I I think that's it, Julie. I think maybe like, right. I mean, it was the classic for the pre-college trip. You know, you'd see all those posts on social media, like they got the coupon, they're going to Bed Bath & Beyond. They got all the things for the dorm rooms that the kids will never need. But the parents (laughs) think, oh, they're going to need this. load up that card. And we've moved so many times. I've set up so many different households. You know, you always need different shower curtains or a different Mm -hmm. uh, waste paper basket, whatever it was. So that was was my store. I enjoyed it. So uh, 
On a related note, sadly, R.I.P. Tupperware. Tupperware, uh, that iconic plastic foods oh. brand, is going out. And here's uh, here's the sad part: is that one of their last sort of strategies to try to save the comp- company from really uh, financial bankruptcy was they planned to sell their product at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, oh no, not oh. so good. Now, did you, uh, uh, Lee, you're probably too young, and Liz, I can't no. see you ever no. go. No, you don't even have to finish the sentence. No, I, <laughs> I don't even have to say that. No. Did you ever go to a Tupperware party? I knew that. Okay, but I'll just say I was also never invited. So it's not like I was <laughs> okay. too cool for Tupperware. It's just that was not my people. Okay. See, I, when, when I was a young married, a young mom, I, you know, one of my neighbors had a Tupperware party and I loved the Tupperware collection. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't afford a whole set. Right. It was nice. It was expensive. Yeah. It was very expensive, but you have to admit, Leanne, that plastic popsicle maker. Yeah. Oh, that was genius. (laughs) So you could make fruit pops for your kids. Yeah. I love that. The marveled at the burping seal, all of these things, you know, but it kind of lost its way. It had in-home sales. People aren't doing that anymore. It had financing issues. It also had a lot of competition, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It was great. So mm. um, I think if you still have Tupperware, you should, uh, you should <laughs> cherish it. Cherish yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, moving on to another major news story. One thing we have not talked about at all is all those newly leaked documents that were allegedly leaked by that Massachusetts Air National Guard member. Yeah. Jack. Yes. Okay. So we haven't talked, and we're not really going to talk about it now because uh, really, just doesn't it seem like this happens a lot now? It, It does. So, but there is, I have a favorite tidbit from among the leaked documents. And a lot of what was leaked was very serious. So I do not mean to take this lightly. However, this tidbit is lighthearted and you will enjoy it. So, so one of the things in the, uh, the documents that got released was all of the details about the Chinese spy balloons, or let's just call them Uh surveillance balloons. And so there was a whole document about what U.S. intelligence knew about the surveillance balloons that they had spotted in our airspace. But the detail I did not know is that intelligence officials, they classify, they had to give every one of these balloons, a code name. Oh, yeah. You got to have and a code name. And Liz. Julie, yes. I know you, I was going to say, you love a code name. Right? <laughs> I do, Liz. I do. <laughs> so, but the what I love is code names for these surveillance balloons. They name them all from A to Z after infamous criminals, especially mobsters. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, that's good. That's that's genius. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, A is this mobster Tony Accardo. Well, B in the Dolan family, you would not be surprised to know that the B balloon was named after Whitey Bulger, our okay. favorite, our favorite family mobster. Oh and my gosh, that is incredible. The second balloon was Bulger Twenty One. Um, and longtime listeners will know that our family has an unusual and funny long, long-term connection to this notorious killer, Whitey Bulger. In fact, our father almost found him, but didn't. Uh, but anyway, I just, on the one hand, I'm 
I'm glad these intelligence officials find ways to entertain themselves because their jobs are very serious. So if they can have fun naming the surveillance balloons after famous mobsters, I'm okay with that. On the other hand, I would like them to focus a little bit more on maybe fewer document links. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. that's what I would focus on that. But good on you, Whitey Bulger. The Whitey, the mythology of Whitey lives on. Okay. I'm okay with that. That's good. Maybe fewer Chinese balloons over. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that might help. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's Tuesday, so it's time for trends. We haven't done trends in a couple of weeks, so we, I, we really needed to get back to one. And I, I have a first one, which I, I feel like we can all get in on this trend, and it's the mini mini snacks. Okay. You know how we're all trying to stay away from junk food, Mm -hmm. but now there's a whole new category and it really provides a whole new level of temptation for us. You know, they Doritos, they're now making mini Doritos that are like the size of a quarter. Or how about a flaming hot Cheeto ball? Mini, a little mini ball. How much? Cal- how many calories could be in that? Okay, Leanne, wouldn't you want a mini uh, Twinkie that's named AKA Bouncer? A little bouncer to, in the afternoon? Or how about a Ding Dong? A mini Ding Ding Dong? You know, oh, those were always my favorite, but they're called bouncers. So this uh-huh. is... This is a whole new category, high uncuteness factor, okay? And they're little, so how many calories could they be in it? For example, the mini Twinkie Bouncer, only 100 calories. Now, you might- Okay, but you're not going to only eat one. One bouncer? You think you could do more? Okay. It's a mini. You'd need another. No, well, but I don't know if you would eat less. Maybe you'll eat more. But you know you want this, right? You have to try this out, right? I, and I, I've been reading reviews online, okay? The bouncers are getting very good reviews, as well as the flaming hot uh, Cheetos balls. They're little round balls. You just pop those in your mouth. You get a lot of flavor. Mixed reviews on the mini Doritos, because they, they come in a tube, like a like a tennis ball can tube, and it kind of looks like just crushed chips at the bottom of a, <laughs> of a bag. But I think Julie, can... I'm, I'm Googling this. So I didn't know this was a trend. Yes, this I'm is interested happening. in the Entenmann's apple pie minis. I mean, that <laughs> looks... <laughs> See? My gosh. Okay. Okay. Mini fever. It's taking over this spring. Okay. okay. So to go along with your mini snacks, you know what you really need. And I was thinking of the three sisters and which sister's hair could possibly do this trend. It's called the Bridget Bardot hair. Think sweeping bangs, mm. golden blonde tones, teased mm. up tie, uh, styling, Lee and Dolan. This <laughs> is your new look. Okay. Bridget wow. Bardot hair. It's in. It's sort of, it's sort of, um, halfway between like the Rachel haircut. So, oh. uh, the Jennifer Aniston look mm-hmm. uh, and Bridget Bardot. So they're mm. called the Brachel. Ha ha ha. Okay. Think about like Claudia Schiffer. Oh, okay. On. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. kind yeah. of hair. That is mm. it. That's the kind of hair we need. Okay. There's mm. no way I can do Bridget Bardot. <laughs> Liz, Liz, no. you're going to need a wig. You're going to yeah. need a wig. Yeah. If you okay. want to All right. I'm, but maybe, maybe you'd like that. You know, it's a hairstyle. You could do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, for I feel out. like you could work that into your Mama Mia dance party costume. Oh, yeah. yeah good point, Liz. Yeah, good point. You can do that. Okay. Big, big hair, 
totally appropriate for the Mamma Mia dance party, which we will talk about in a minute. Mm. Okay. I struggle with um, bangs because of my um, cowlick. So yes, that's I where I, that's where I cannot achieve Bardot hair. I am, I'm happy to tease, but I cannot cut bangs. I, and, uh, but I was thinking you could have some extensions put in, in front of your forehead <laughs> and then have those, have those cut. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Okay? You know, uh, you could attach them to like a headband, like a scarf. Yeah. So that that covers it. <laughs> that's, a look real, that. that's a real Bardo look with yeah. the uh, silk. Scarf yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, third- you know what? Here's a weird connection. Uh, the the book I'm working on for next year, the marriage sabbatical. There's a dog in it named after Bridget Bardo. So there you go. Oh, okay. wow. So that's small world. Yeah. Okay. Little, well, I hope the dog, I hope the dog has big, big bangs and teased up hair. <laughs> he does. She does. That's she does. Saying, it's a, it's a poodle. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> okay. And then okay. you had one so more here's, thing. Yes. Men sheds. Okay. I saw this story in the Wall Street Journal and I immediately thought it was fake. Okay. Get this. This is what it's, what's supposed to be happening. Men getting together to build things as a shared activity and socialize. Now, listen, Leanne, you know a lot of men. Uh, Leanne, you're even married to a man. Yeah. Do you think this ever would happen? Like men getting together to build things? You know, I mean, my husband wouldn't do that, but with other men, but I do like when he needs help, our sons arrive home and there's some moving of things, like moving and building of things. Okay. So I I think they might, I think they might do that. I saw when I was in Bend, Oregon, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, they were doing a thing where men were going to get together and build beds for kids that didn't have beds. And they did a story. This is it, Leanne. A story on the news about like a hundred men getting together that Sunday or they men getting together to build a hundred beds for kids that didn't have beds. I thought that was super nice. I liked it. This is a real organization. It's called mensheds.org. It started in Australia. It's a nonprofit and it was started in the 1990s. And the whole idea was to bring men together to socialize, to build things for communities, whether it be beds for children, benches for parks, I don't know, bird faders, you name it. Yeah, yeah. And and their motto is shoulder to shoulder. So these are men that are working next to each other. They don't even, Liz, they don't even have to talk to each other if they don't want to, okay? (laughs) Okay, that's good. No, no, it's not face to face like Mm -hmm. like women. It's shoulder to shoulder. (laughs) Uh, So I stand completely wrong on this. There are 27 chapters here in the United States. Perhaps you know people in your lives that might want to get involved with this. I think it's I think it's a wonderful idea. Men sheds. Yeah, you know what, Julie? It's funny when they did this story on the news. All the men said it's just nice to come together. It, It was really more about friendship and connection. Like the tools were just the. That was the entry point. Like you brought yes. your own tools, you're going to build this bed, but they all talked about how important the connection was. So it's right. nice. What's the name of the organization again? Mensheds.org. Oh. Yes. Okay. Mensheds.org. I okay. might sign my husband up. All right. Okay. Good. I like it. I like it. All right. Good trends, Joel. Good trends. All right. You know what's trending this week? Coming to the Satellite Sisters Big Fun Weekend. I mean, yeah. come on. We are selling tickets. Thank you so much. We are so pleased. As Julie said today, it's going to be like a perfect size wedding. So great. That's <laughs> more tickets to be had, but 
Right now we are solid. We are solid. We are looking good. If you haven't heard about the Big Fund Weekend, you know, here here are the details. It's going to be in Minneapolis, uh, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. We want you to come together, stay at the Hilton with us. There's going to be an event Friday night, a wine tasting at a, probably at a downtown bar in Minnesota. We're still in Minneapolis. We're still uh, securing a location. And then on Saturday, we, in the afternoon, we're going to do a live podcast taping. And Saturday night, we're going to have a really fun dinner and dance and all kinds of contests. And the theme is Mamma Mia. And then Sunday morning, we have a goodbye coffee. And we are so pleased that everyone that signed up, mothers and daughters, groups of friends, you know, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, people are on board for this. Liz, you have an update, right? On the, on the closely watched states uh, situation. <laughs> the state situation. I'm, yes, I've got the, on the big board, on the big board. Yes, Liz <laughs> is on the big board here. Yes. <laughs> right now we have 30 states on the big board. 30 states all wow. represented, which is really amazing. I mean, yes. we're, we're just so happy about this. I mean, we might remember- have to have a state parade. That's what we said. <laughs> like you march in with your state flag or colors or costume or yeah. come as yeah. your state bird or something. Yes, <laughs> I like it. The uh, Yeah. And of course, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com for all the information and to buy your tickets and reserve your hotel room. But we have 30 states on the big board right now on the podium. So in podium position, one, two, three, we've got number one, Minnesota, of course. We knew we picked Minnesota for a reason, leading in ticket sales. Number two, California. And number three, Oregon. So, Oh, all right. Oregon. Yeah, great. All right. That's the current podium position. We did get a surge in the past week from Iowa. Very happy to see that. Because, yeah, way to go, you know, Iowa. Yeah, we purposely picked a state like sort of in the middle so that people could get there driving if they wanted to. Not everyone would have to fly. So congrats to uh, everyone from Iowa who surged. I do want to set some goals for the tri-state area. Um, A little bit of pep talk for New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Uh, (laughs) This is where we grew up. We have a lot of, you know, we're really counting on the tri-state area to represent. Currently, mm, I think you could do better. I really do. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, New York, three? Oh, Seriously? come on. Come on, no, New York. I know. I know. New York, three. New Jersey, two. Connecticut, two. It's fine. I know it's only the end of April now, and the event isn't until October, but remember, we're having this contest that if you buy your tickets before Mother's Day, you're entered into a drawing for a welcome to Minnesota gift basket. So you're competitive, tri-state area. I know you could be competitive. You want to get in on the drawing. You got to be in it to win it. So just, uh, we believe in you. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, we know you can do better. And you will. No, do- no doubt you will. So just, just one wanted to mention that's that. really a harsh talk for the wow state I know. <laughs> area Ooh. all right so remember i mean one of our last big events was at um the powerhouse bookstore in brooklyn remember right. how much fun that was we yes. had so many people from all over the tri-state area mm-hmm. showed up for yeah. that Mm-hmm. And so I know this is a little bit more of an effort, but we want to see your faces. So thank you to everyone who's already bought tickets. We're we're super thrilled um, at the turnout we're going to have. And we just can't wait to begin to lock in all of the details. 
All right, go to SatelliteSisters.com right there on the homepage. You're going to see it above the fold right there. Just click through for all the details. The tickets are $2.99 for the whole weekend. The room rates for the Hilton, we still have a few rooms left. So you are going to want to do that quickly, though. Those rooms at the special rate will sell out. You can buy tickets and make your reservations right there when you click through. Uh, and then there will be more details coming up. We'll fill in everything once we have some final ticket numbers and things like that. But it's going to be a big, fun weekend. And we would love to see you there. Love to see you there. All right, coming up next, Liz is shockingly bringing us seven Italian concepts that will change your life. Wow. We've got to talk about The Diplomat, and we've got to talk about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and we will. So stay with us. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your Butcher Box account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your Butcher Box on vacation, which is. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I know I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing. 
based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Okay, it's Liz. And, you know, on Monday when we have our production meeting, we each have a list of things we want to talk about on the show on Tuesday. And we pitch them and usually... They're either in or they're out, like whatever, you know, whatever we have time for and whatever works together. But yesterday when I pitched an idea, both of you said, why are you pitching this? This does not seem very you at all. It was a very on Lizzie D topic. Yes. <laughs> because the pitch was seven Italian concepts that will change your life. And so, but, but you really got in my head, as I said earlier, and I thought, why did, why did I pitch this? Where did this come from? And I realized <laughs> that I had an explanation. It's, I have been looking for alternate forms of mindless scrolling. You know, now that, that Twitter is pretty much no fun, right? right. Where am I going to put that time? What am I going to do? What am I going to do with my Twitter time? Where am I going to find just mindless things I'm going to see and read and laugh at or frown at and then move on with my life having, you know, effectively wasted another 10 minutes or, you know, two hours. Uh, and sadly for me, that has become LinkedIn, which is oh. a <laughs> which is a platform oh. that I used to just completely shun yes. because I I just thought it's just... It's just people are going to ask me for a job. I can't go over there. I can't. Right. <laughs> right. It's the only right. thing that's going on over there. People on the make. I just thought of LinkedIn as it's people on the make. I can't. I can't do that. But that's not the case anymore. People post all kinds of interesting things. They have they comment nicely. It's kind of friendly. It's kind of good. Anyway, so it was in that environment, in the LinkedIn environment, that I saw this, it was, I think it's a PowerPoint presentation that someone posted that is seven Italian concepts that will change your life. I thought, sure, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So, <laughs> and it was, uh, so it was like seven slides. I'm only going to share two with you that I thought really could potentially change my life. Right. One I should wish. And the other one seemed like, okay, I could embrace this. So these were all posted by an Italian woman. You won't be surprised to know. Uh, Jade Bonacolta. I was sad to see when I clicked through that she's also like a Google executive. So that was a bummer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't want any more information from Google either. No more Twitter, no more Google. Anyway, so like a lot of them is just like go for a walk. You know, the passeggiata. You yes. guys are probably familiar with the Italian. Correct. So passeggiata was one, you know, like La Dolce Vita, stuff like that. But here are two that I thought were worth repeating. This one is Ani Amori e Bicieri Divino, Non Si Cantano Mai. 
which means Liz, that was some Italian there. What does that mean? That's why I decided to do it, Julie, a little bit out of the usual for me, out of my comfort zones with my, you know, not fluent. Here's what it means. It just made me laugh. Years, lovers and glasses of wine. These should never be counted. Uh, That's good. I like it. Doesn't that lift your life a little bit? You know, age is just, it's all about reinventing ourselves. Maybe two out of three of those things. Is that, (laughs) I don't know. Okay. All right. I just didn't really think I would be on LinkedIn reinventing myself. That's a little (laughs) boring, but, and then the other one, this is just much more straightforward, which, which for my life lately, as you know, I've just had a lot of, you know, orthopedic challenges. There's an Italian phrase that's called festina lente. And what that means, sisters, is make haste slowly. Mm. <laughs> and I feel mm. like that's me all the way around right now. <laughs> and, it's, you know, Jade, Jade says, you know, it's just a reminder that to take small measured steps in the right direction is better than fast steps in the wrong direction. That's where I feel like, thanks, Google executive. I don't really need you to explain that to me, but whatever. But remember, Liz, open it up. Liz, Liz, come Liz, on, Liz. Liz. Don't Liz, Liz. You were doing so well. I know. The whole point of these kind of articles is just to embrace them, Liz. I am, Julie. So that's yeah, okay, it. Okay. That's it. Festina Lente. I am totally embracing that one. Make haste slowly. It's just exactly the kind of message I needed to hear right now. So thank you, whoever you are, even if you are on LinkedIn. That's all. <laughs> well, messages come from the universe, Liz. You just need to be open to them. I'm, we're, we're very happy that you are. So, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, I am very happy. Really, all three sisters are very happy to recommend Netflix's new eight-part series, The Diplomat, starring Carrie Russell as Kate Weiler, a veteran behind-the-scenes Middle Eastern Afghanistan diplomat who finds herself selected for what they call the Tiffany Appointment Ambassador to the United Kingdom. So, this is this just started. I, I binged watched it. I, I admit that. Uh, Leanne, have you finished it yet? No, I haven't finished it, and we okay. promise we won't do any spoilers. So no, I've no seen spoilers. the first three episodes. I mean, I could have just sat on that couch all day yesterday and watched them all, but I did not. Yeah, but I. Okay, well, uh, it's I. I sort of regret uh, binge watching it because now it's over. Liz, I know you're still watching it, but when I started to watch this, I was like. Liz Dolan is going to love this because it's fast talking. It's hard charging. I mean, they are like, they are like, it's a complicated uh, plot. They're throwing out geologic, I mean, geographic terms and references. And there's enough current events to really make it credible. Yes. Yeah. Even though it's not credible, but but I I, I think it that... doesn't need to be credible. That's the okay. kind of that's the kind of show that doesn't need to be fully credible. But I'm totally with you, Julie. I watched the first episode and then I couldn't control myself, so I watched the second episode and then I thought I have to stop right now because this is so delicious. I need to spread this out. I need to savor every episode. So maybe I'll watch episode three tonight. I don't okay. know. I'm just trying to give it as long a time as I can. So it it's the plot. There's schemes upon schemes. So I think everybody will enjoy that. You will enjoy this cast. Carrie Russell is excellent. Um, she gets uh, she is uh, her husband, who is played by Rufus Sewell, 
is amazing in it, don't you think? Oh, I lo- well, I love him in everything. I love, and I'm shocked at how much he looks like Tim Daly from Madam Secretary. Yes. <laughs> like, there's a lot of comparisons, but he's sort of the more devilish, uh, devilish version of the supportive husband. So, oh, he's great. I love him. I liked Ali Ahn, who plays Adina Park, the CIA station chief in London. She's, She's good. Yeah. She is very good. And Otto Asando, I hope I said his name right. He plays Stuart Hayford, who is the deputy minister. Excellent. So there's a lot of there are a lot of excellent supporting casts and drama behind the scenes. You know, Leon, I know you've worked with ambassadors uh, 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 in Pasadena. I certainly have met ambassadors both in Thailand and um and in Russia and I, I know we have an, a number of people that listen to the show that have worked for the Foreign Service that are in the Foreign Service um or have been attached to embassies and while everything you know some of it is just seems impossible but it's uh, I just as Liz said I think it's all really delicious to watch because uh because they put Carrie Russell in a very hard charging position and she has to solve everything in the world, right? That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty yeah. much her portfolio, you know? And like she it. has to pose for Vogue while she's doing it, you know? Well, I know. So it's I all know. the silly stuff she would have to do as, as an ambassador, as well as what she calls the more substantive issues. Right. That's right. Well, and of course, the character is very hard charging. She only wears black suits. And so in one of the ongoing uh jokes and this and this show is very funny too it's mm-hmm. a funny yeah. show one of the running jokes is that they are constantly bringing in clothes for the ambassador to wear <laughs> and she's rejecting it but i have to say this is my only thing okay i think it's in episode 6 maybe episode 5 one of her staff members comes in and puts a hairbrush on her desk and all i can say is hallelujah i mean i know she wasn't supposed to be- she doesn't wear a lot of makeup and she's not, but her hair is out of control, Leanne. Okay. Okay. Give Carrie Russell a scrunchie. I know. Those bear claws. Okay. It's driving me crazy, but uh, I love the show. So I, I would highly recommend it. I, you know, I think, I think, you know, it, it's an adult show. It's not for kids or anything. Oh, yeah. Both in terms of language and some of the suggestive scenes, um, but uh, my husband loved it. Okay, and I'm not giving anything away. Um, but he figured out the ending to season one. Oh, very early. Okay, okay. <laughs> that does that doesn't give anything away. Okay, there you have it. I think I think the hair is the thing that they're playing. That's supposed to be obviously the signal to all of us that I think she is not your normal ambassador. And I noticed even yesterday, I was on Sunset Boulevard going to a thing, and they have multiple big billboards up for this show. And in all of them, Julie, messy hair. She's got the messy hair. (laughs) It's her signature look. I know it is, Liz. (laughs) Yeah, she does need a scrunchie, though, Jill. That's a good call. Good call. (laughs) All right. So other big news this week after, you know, 53 years after publication of Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, the Judy Bloom classic is coming to the big screen. We have already had Satellite Sisters who have reported in on our Facebook group. They saw advanced screenings. They saw uh, her at the 92nd Street Wide. They enjoyed the movie. So that's great. 
I have to say this though, I am just on the fence about seeing this movie because this book is just so personal. So this book came out in 1970 and I don't mean to call out again, age differences, but I am the youngest of the sisters. So you guys did not read this when you were, you know, in elementary school, 10, 11, 12 years old, it was not out. But for me, this book was like, the key to opening up many things, but mainly just information. So first of all, I just want to shout out to my father who used to take me to the bookstore all the time on Saturday mornings. We would go to the bookstore in Westport, Connecticut, uh, Kleins, and he would pay absolutely no attention to the books I bought. So he was, there was no... (laughs) There was, he wasn't going through them. He wasn't looking for appropriate content. He couldn't have cared less. He would go get his stack of books. I would go get my stack of books. And I read, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And I am grateful for that because, as you know, our mother uh, was not exactly a font of information about the birds and the bees. No. Certainly not by, by the time you came along, Leanne. I mean, oh, really? Do you book? feel like you, you got I some? Was, I got a booklet, Leanne, at least. Oh. Well, I was the oldest girl. So yeah. I got a booklet. I got a little talk. Yeah, yeah. that was. I didn't get uh, a talk. Maybe no, I didn't I talk? I think I, I got the you. booklet from Julie, but I certainly yeah. didn't. No. I, 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 mom just found all of that very embarrassing. It was, yeah. 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 As did I, you know, cause I was 10. So yeah, it was embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but it would have been helpful, you know? And I remember we yes. had, yes, it health, I remember we had health class and the, in like fifth grade and the health teacher said, okay, go home and talk to your mothers about this. So I brought it up that night. Like, well, we had health class today and mom looked at me and she's like, do you have any questions? <laughs> and I said, no. And that was literally the only thing we ever talked about. So I am so grateful for Judy Bloom for providing some information about what it was like to be a young woman in America. And so when I think about this movie, like to me, I can only picture, I can picture the cover. I can picture the bedroom, but I'm in the bedroom. The movie is, are you there, God? It's me, Leanne. Like I can't even get my head to, are you there, Margaret? So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that it's getting great reviews and I'm sure I'll go see it. And I'm, I'm just cheered that this book is, you know, having a moment and people are looking at Judy Bloom and being grateful for her because it was, you know, it was a pretty subversive piece of literature, but you probably didn't know about it unless you were a 10 or 11 year old girl. So Mm -hmm. I'm also grateful to my dad who just let me buy and read the books I wanted to read. (laughs) Very, very helpful. And then I did see something very funny on the internet the other day on Twitter. I saw someone post like, Hey, Judy Bloom, any, any chance you could do a book about menopause? Cause I don't really understand that either. Like, That's a good one. Yeah. What can I do for you? <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so congrats to that. I'm glad it's getting great reviews and there's a documentary uh, series as well on Amazon that I'm going to check out this week. Okay, that's our show. Did anyone have anything else? Did I forget anything? No, I, think that's I, I don't know if you guys. Saw, I lost you there for a second. Siri started talking to me when you. I did. I heard <laughs> someone in in HQ over there. Can I don't know. Was it the bird? Us. Did the bird come back? Is it a parrot that stuck uh, in yeah, your house? I should report back on the bird. The bird survived. No problem with the bird. The, okay. During last week's show, I've said that there was a bird flying around in my living room. By the time we finished the show and got it edited and posted, bird was bird was gone. Bird escaped. Mm-hmm. No no problems with the bird. But yeah. No, that was my 
I won't even say her name trying to talk to me. So thank you. (laughs) Hey, just a reminder, Liz and I, I mean, I don't want to say it's a new feature, but for the last two Fridays in a row, we have been on Instagram over there. So if you don't follow us at Sat Sisters, we've been live on Instagram Friday morning, just doing a little bit of follow-up. Last week, I had to do it in the middle of making the tea sandwiches. So it was tight, (laughs) but um, we're keeping it short over there, but we're just doing a little follow-up on the show. Jewel, anytime you want to join, you know, you're welcome. So uh so um so that's at sat sisters uh also the paperback of lost and found in paris is out so book clubs let me know uh i'm going to be having another um bring your own book club on may 2nd so if you've actually read the book and you want to talk about specifics about the book that's going to be uh on may 2nd on crowdcast at 7 p.m eastern i will spread that around and the links will always be um in pep talk our newsletter if you haven't signed up for pep talk please do you can go over to satellitesisters.com and i'll sign up a window pops up and you just put your email in there and every week we do a show i try to get a pep talk out so you get about 36 pep talks a year a friday in your inbox and other stuff there's other stuff in there you never know what i'm going to say on pep talk i i never know what i'm going to say so uh, (laughs) okay We'd like to thank Serge Enriquez, our engineer. Thanks to Emily Loudermilk, who does our graphics. Thanks to Kate Anchev. We don't thank Kate enough. She is our webmaster, and she was able to get everything going for the uh, big fun weekend. So big thanks to Kate as well for helping us at SatelliteSisters.com. That's our sort of our tech team behind the scenes. You know, when Liz can't figure something out, we have to turn <laughs> we have to turn to those three people. There are a lot of things that fall in that category. And that <laughs> I spent this weekend working on our new merch for our new store. I may need to call in some professional help. Okay. Okay. But, okay, but it's it, it's in the pipeline, just in case you're wondering. All right. Uh, our to-do list for the week. Liz, what do you have going on? Well, this afternoon, I have a, a dentist appointment, just going in for routine uh, cleaning, you know, uh, but it's been a while. It's like, you know, nine months since I've been in. I usually don't leave it that long. So, of course, for the last week, I've just been flossing like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy. That's good. Getting you know, prepped. Good list. So then but... by the time you go in, your gums are all beat up because you've been flossing three times a day. But anyway, this afternoon, seeing Dr. Jen. So that's me. Well, we are going to an event this weekend, a fundraiser, and there's a theme like you're supposed to dress you know, oh. not normally. So the theme is frayed or fringe. Oh, and oh. it's really a fine line with fringe between clothes and costume, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to walk the fine line. So yeah. we'll see. And I, I have already said to my husband, I don't expect you to be frayed or fringed. So <laughs> we're not even going to discuss that. You can lean, just lean bardo hair Get oh. big with the, <laughs> the scarf. They're in the fringe. That's it. You can wear whatever you want. Really good. Point. I love it. Okay. okay. I know. Okay. All right. I got to find that wig. I got to, I've got to find right. that piece. Andy, get to work on it. Well, yes, I am working on my costume for the big fun weekend. Uh, I think everyone should be, it's not too early, uh, but my to do this week is, is a little more modest. Uh, like my birthday <laughs> to my husband, because it's his birthday this week. And yes, I did get him one of those cup holders that he can put his phone in. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I, I it's just going to be so much better people. You just don't know. <laughs> 
it's going to be a lot better to have that in our car. That's game changer. Game changer for you. Yes, it is. Yes, game changer. All right. That well, that's great, Julie. That sounds um, like a very. It's no wonder you guys are still together. So that's. All right. Okay. We're the Satellite Sisters. Liz, Julie, have a good weekend. You too, too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.